Hey, Sarah Beth. Hey, Carrie. What's the worst thing in the world? Running out of chocolate. Uh, okay, what's the second worst thing in the world? Oh, running out of sweet romance books. That's right. Welcome to the Sweet Romance Podcast. I'm Carrie Monet. And I'm Sarah Beth Schneider. We are here to bring you the best of clean and wholesome romance so you never run out of great books to read. Can't help you with the chocolate, though. Welcome back, listeners. If you've been on Bookstagram at all in the sweet romance world, you've surely seen Rachel from Closed Door Romance. Rachel has created this incredible account that curates titles of closed door romance. She categorizes them by level, and she offers a database you can search to find the sweet romance that perfectly fits what you're looking for. Plus, she has been such an encourager in the sweet romance community. We knew we had to have her on the podcast. She is just as sweet as she seems. Enjoy this conversation with Rachel Parker. Rachel, we are so glad you could join us today. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself as we get started? Okay, so I am Rachel. I live in Utah. We have four kids. I have three girls and a little boy, and I homeschool my girls, and then our little boy is just four, so he just runs around like a pair, but that's okay. (laughs) So for my small business, sewing head wraps, and then I just do closed-door romance on the side as my really fun hobby that's kind of taking over my life but it's a good thing (laughs) (laughs) it's a good problem to have well that's so great that you do homeschool Sarah Beth and I are both big homeschool fans I don't homeschool my kids anymore as they're getting older but Sarah Beth is just getting started that's right I teach at a homeschool co-op and we're my oldest is four so we're just getting started oh that's so fun yeah So you've mentioned on Instagram that prior to starting your account, you really didn't own any books. Tell us about that. What changed? Um, Yeah. So when I started bookstagramming in March of this year, I had zero paperback books. I had still read around like 400 closed door romance books, but almost all of them were either borrowed from the library or they were just on my Kindle. So it looked because I never felt like I really needed to have paperback copies. But then, I mean, you see everyone on Bookstagram that have all these beautiful bookshelves full of books. And I was like, I want some books too. (laughs) I have been going on a similar journey. My husband just built me this beautiful bookshelf and I put the books I own on it, but none of them are my favorite books. And I realized I'm a big library patron. Like I'm always borrowing on my Kindle and the library. And I realized I just really want to have my own books up there so I can loan them out and so I can read them over and over. So yeah, I and yes. Having Bookstagram going in your feed is a major problem for finances because you just get, you get the fever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So what led you to start Bookstagramming? How did you kind of make that decision? I run my head rep business off of Facebook. So I've been there for like a decade running my business there. And so Uh I initially started all this Bookstagram things on in Facebook, there's a a group called Sweet Regency Romance or something to that effect. Uh And I just started there. And I just said, Hey, I'm making a list for myself of all the clean romance authors I know of that are comfortable for me to read. um, And do you know any authors that I should add to it? And so they helped me to add some authors there. But then they're like, 
if you go on Bookstagram, there's a lot more authors you could find. And I didn't even know Bookstagram was a thing. <laughs> and so I went ahead and just randomly started a Bookstagram in March without trying to be a Bookstagrammer. I was just kind of there to see what would happen, what I could find. And then it just has kind of turned into this bigger thing that I wasn't exactly planning on, but I'm happy with. Oh, that's awesome. It sounds like it was a really organic process. Yeah, for sure. So what would you tell someone in your shoes who wants to start bookstagramming? Um, Just start. You learn a lot like as you go along. Like I was not, um, I didn't entirely know what I was doing to begin with. I've been marketing on social media for like a decade. So I knew some things Uh to do, what not to do. But I think the biggest thing is just start and start reading what you love and post about what you love. And people will feel that and feel that you are like authentic to you if you are doing what you love and posting the books that you love too. Yeah. I love that because I think that's how I've started following people. It's like, oh, I like reading those kinds of books too. I want to know what else they're reading. So yeah, for sure. So what was the first physical book you actually added to your shelf? Oh gosh, I don't even know. Um, (laughs) Now you have so many. Oh, I know. Um, I don't know. I actually, I have no idea which one would be the first. I know the first one that I bought ever full price, um, was actually, I just bought it this week. So it was the heart of Christmas from Letitia Sexton was the very first book I've always, that I bought full price. Most of my collection is just like thrift shopped or authors uh-huh. have sent them to me, but oh, the heart it. of Christmas is the very first one that I actually <laughs> bought. So. I can't wait to see what you think about it. If it's worth paying full, paying full price is a big deal oh, yeah. when you have like, that is. when yeah. you're wanting to really grow your collection fast or when you're trying to keep up sure. with your own reading. That's hilarious. I've been yeah, doing no. the same thing. When I paid full price for a book, it was this year, it was Melissa Ferguson, uh, The Cul-de-Sac War. And I was just like, I can do this. It's fine. I could spend money on <laughs> yeah. a book. It was a whole thing. <laughs> Yeah, no, I love that book so much. So I'm like, this is going to be my first book. I'm excited. Sarah Beth and I regularly debate this. So we have to ask you, do you prefer physical books, ebooks, or audiobooks? Um, Okay, so audiobooks, I've only listened to, I think, two audiobooks. And I've read like 650-ish books so far. Um, The majority of them I I read on my Kindle just because it's always with me. I can read Mm -hmm. it under the covers when my little one's refusing to go to bed. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Um, whereas I'm a lot slower to read physical books. I love them to use in reels. I love them to just hold and have, mm-hmm. but I don't read very many physical books anymore. I used to read a ton because that's how I started just grabbing them from the library. I didn't even know a Kindle and ebooks were a thing. Um, yeah. So I used to read tons of physical copies, but now I just mostly read on my e-reader or my Kindle. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I have a theory. Your kids are young, right? Yeah. yeah. So we have a four-year-old boy, um, a seven-year-old girl, a 10-year-old girl, and a 13-year-old girl. Okay. Yeah. It's, that's my, th- the more women I talk to, the more it's like a life stage thing. Life stage. You just mm-hmm. cannot have an audiobook going when you have little people yeah. around because you'd be, you know. Yeah, no, I tried once and I did when they try to pause it all the time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then you find yourself like, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm a mom first and not an audiobook right. listener. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, when you start getting mad at your kid, which right. happens with my Kindle sometimes like, wait, <laughs> right. why are you interrupting me? Oh, because I'm your mother. That's why. Right. Yeah. Always on the clock. So funny. For sure. 
Well, Rachel, you have built this really incredible resource, the Closed Door Romance Database. So I know you mentioned that Facebook group, they were kind of talking about ways to find more people, but what led you to actually start building this database? Um, It was mostly for selfish reasons. I just wanted, at first, I just wanted a list of anyone that was clean that I could read from. And then I decided that my level of clean may not be someone else's level of clean. And so then I was like, okay, I need to make it more quantifiable. I need to figure out where these lines are going to be drawn so I can help people find the romance author that's perfect for them because it's a very personalized or personal Mm -hmm. thing um, of what type of heat you like and if you like swearing or not, or if you like different triggers. And so um, so it just started into this big process of now, how do I not only I, I took my list and then I contacted basically every author I had on it and said, Hey, I am trying to make this database. Would you mind just filling out my quick three minute form and help me out so I can let readers know what, what to expect in your book? And I, I think um, everyone's been really great about it. So almost all, I think there's over a thousand authors now in the database and most of them wow. have the information on what type of kissing is in it. If they're swearing, if there's triggers, what subgenre they're in. Um, so that it just gives readers so much information that they need before even picking up a book. Cause my hope is that no one will ever waste time again, reading a book halfway through and then realizing, mm-hmm. oh, I need to start skipping pages or, oh, I just, I can't finish this. And because it is a lot of time invested to then have to just stop or not yeah. finish it because of content that's in a book. I love that. I think we've all been there. And, and I love too, I love your um, attitude toward the entire genre as a whole. It's not like these are the best books. These are the kind of good books. Mm-hmm. It's these are let, let's help you find what exactly is your fit. What is what exactly is your um, comfortable place? Because it is different for everybody. Yeah, for sure. So we know that you use, let's see, you use Michelle Pennington's rating system for romance. Is that right? Uh-huh. So tell us about that. How specific can readers be in the database to find their ideal read? And you rate it, you rate the books individually, right? Not, not the authors as a whole. So it is authors as a whole. So you can basically within the database, you can say, I want like level one, which is basically a sweet kiss at the end. Very simple, not too much intimacy physical wise. So you can say, I want a level one author and you can say, I want zero swearing. And then you can say, and I want it to be Regency. And then it will pop up all the authors that fit those parameters. And then once you click into the author, it can say more detail. So it'll it'll list more of the triggers. It'll list, okay, this series is level one. And then this series may be level three or something like that. So it just gives them more information once they click into the author. But it's a great Mm -hmm. way to just narrow it down quickly and say, okay, here are some authors you can look into. And then once you click into the authors, it can give them more information about individual books or series or more about that author. Okay. Great. I like that you can even say, you know, Regency or Contemporary and kind of find yeah. exactly what you're looking for. That's really... Yeah, I know it's great for mood reading because you can just yes, say, I want absolutely. a billionaire romance with, you know, this and that, and then it'll bring up all the authors that write that for you. It is really yeah. just like what you're hungry for on a certain day. Yeah, for that. sure. That's awesome. So tell us how it works. Readers pay a subscription to access this, right? So what does that give them? Yeah, so right now... um 
you can get a free 24 hour trial because I feel like then you can try it out, see if it's really helpful for you or not. Um, and then after that, right now it's just $249 a month. Um, and it will give you access to over a thousand authors in the database that you can look and sort. And then once you click into the author, you can just go ahead and click to shop their books right from there. So you don't have to go anywhere else. And it'll bring you to their author page on Amazon to then look through their books and add it to cart or whatever you wish for that. Um, and then there's a few things I have in the works because once I do hit 10,000 followers on Instagram, then you can be a subscriber there. So I'm still kind of working on how, if I can make it. So if you subscribe on Instagram, then you get access to the database and how that is kind of all working. So it's kind of something in the works currently. Oh, that's That's awesome. So you created this early in 2023. Your Instagram really has grown fast. I've been watching it. I feel like since day one. And so it's definitely meeting a need that is out there. What has the response been from readers for like for the site? Um, just amazing. I mean, I don't have nearly as many subscribers on the database as I have for followers on Instagram. Uh, um, yeah. because I do give away a lot of information for free on my Instagram. Um, because I, I don't feel like it should necessarily be something that's hidden. I want you to know like what's in books and what author is right for you. And so, um, it's just, if you subscribe to the database, it's just a lot quicker to find exactly what you need and what you're looking for. Whereas Instagram is more what I'm reading and what I write, right? What you're excited Um, about. Yeah. So that's kind of the difference between them. But I mean, $2.50 is not that much to be able to find the book you want at a certain time or just get the answers and say, is this author even closed door? Is it even one that's going to be great for me? And you can just search by name and even see that right away. So that makes it easier on readers. Okay, this is going to be a little embarrassing, but I checked your website out really early in the process and I was like, $5 a month. I don't think I can handle that. And now like you're saying $250, I'm like, oh, I could do $250. I don't know. I'm crazy, but yeah. Yeah, it's like $250 a month or like $28 a year. Um, So it's just basically helps me to pay to keep it up and running because I... I had to pay so much out of pocket just to make sure it like worked correctly because I wanted it to be super user friendly and be able to do what I wanted it to do, which I didn't realize was going to cost quite as much as it did. (laughs) You don't want to have to pay too much to provide a service to the community. So yes, for sure. Well, no, $250, that's like less than a cup of coffee some places. Or if you're me and you prefer Diet Coke, it's that's about my McDonald's large Diet Coke. That's the daily. So. For sure. I love that. Well, you talked about, you know, the authors kind of fill out this form. Um, So how did you go about building up that author database? Were they receptive? Did you just kind of like blind message people? What was that process like? Um, A little bit of both. So I did have my initial start list of probably, I think when I joined Instagram, I had maybe two to 300 authors on my list. And so that's kind of where I started to then say, hey, I'm trying to build this database to help people find you as an author, would you mind just filling out my three minute form? And almost every author that I've asked have had no problem just filling it out really quick, because it's really pretty simple. They just say what physical Uh intimacy level is at, what swearing level, and then any triggers and then what genre. So it's really oh, and audiobooks, if they do audiobooks or not. Um, And so it's pretty easy on them. And then it helps me to know as I'm promoting these different authors that is it right for my audience? 
Um, how can I help get the word out? And so it's kind of, I mean, it helps the authors just as much as it helps me because then I'm always shouting them out and I'm letting readers know about them because I feel comfortable promoting them since I know what content right. is in their books as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So have you been able to connect with authors and build online relationships with them? And how yeah. what has that been like? It was really intimidating um, to start out because some of these authors are ones I'd been reading for almost a year. And so I was super nervous at first to reach out to them and talk to them and ask them to do something for me because I'm like, I am a nobody. (laughs) And then um, I quickly realized that authors are just the best group of people. They're very receptive and they're very sweet and they will definitely take time out of their day to talk to you. And so it's just been really fun to start to get to know readers, but also to get to know the authors that I've loved their books from for a really long time. Oh, that's so great. Who is an author that you'd love to meet in person and discuss her books with (laughs) and why? I mean, there's probably a ton. So just the first one that comes to mind. Oh, gosh. Um... Lately, I've been loving um, Anna Conwell is one of my favorite authors lately. Um, Dulce Dameron, Letitia Sexton, I've been reading their books and loving them. Um, Jen Atkinson, Jenny Proctor, Emma St. Clair. I mean, there's so many that I would just be totally thrilled to meet. I finally met Sally Britton. She writes Regency books. um, And I've read, I think she's written over 40 of them. And I've read them all. And I finally got to meet her a couple of weeks ago. So that was fun. Um, to finally put, you know, a name and face and meet them for real. But yeah. Awesome. So fun. Well, the closed door romance database and Instagram account are both such amazing additions to the sweet romance community. What do you love about the community yourself? Um, just the joy and kindness of the people. Like I, I know that sometimes romance can be a little, I don't know. It's, there's some people on it that say this is what romance is and this is what romance mm-hmm. is. And it can be a very mm-hmm. hot button topic on what is okay in romance and what's not. Yeah. But I've been really surprised by um, just the people are so kind and so supportive and um, not afraid to just say thank you. And, you know, I'm glad you're here and just yeah. complimentary and so happy and joyful. And it's just a good place to hang out and be a part of. I agree. I think it's a really positive place to hang out. Yes, for sure. So how would you like to see the sweet romance community grow? Um, I think just, you know, let it keep growing. Let people know that it's here, that there's Mm -hmm. another whole entire genre that you can read without having to go and get sexually explicit or have a ton of swearing. And it can there's there's a place for you if you don't want any of that. And these books yeah. are just as great as the ones that may be going viral or be super popular. Like these are books that can still make you swoon and still make you happy and mm-hmm. bring all the feelings to you without having to do and skip pages because there's content yeah. you don't love in it. Well, we have to ask for sure. What are you currently reading? Um... Let's see. What am I currently reading? I started Mad About Yule by Jenny Carrick last night, but I'm not too far in. I think I'm only like three chapters in. So I haven't so far. I'm loving it, but I'm not sure what will happen by the end. But yeah, so far it's really good because I love the enemies to lovers trope. And so I'm Mm -hmm. good with that. 
So are you a, you read around holidays? I always also have this debate with people. Like, do you read around the holiday or do you read whatever, whenever? A little bit of both. I think Mm. like, I think I was reading Christmas like over summer too, but there is something very sweet about reading Christmas books in the Christmas season for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. So if you could choose a title this year that you read that really just, I've been recommending to me all year long, Melissa Ferguson's um, Meet Me in the Margins. So have you, is there one that you just are like, everyone should read this, period, the end? Um, Let's see. One last, one last play by Anna Conwell was definitely one of my favorite books this year. Um, it's one that made me laugh. It made me cry. Just feel all the feels. It's just a really sweet book. Um, then I'm trying to think what other I've read like over 250 books this year. So there's there's been a lot. Uh, And then Midnight Rider by Stormy Black was another one. I I decided I really love fantasy romances. And that, that one was like a paranormal one that I hadn't really read before, but I really loved that series. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. Oh, and those are great. Christmas, Father Tisha Sexton, for sure. Well, I don't know if you know this, but we interviewed Anna Conwell. So she, if she hasn't already yes. appeared, listeners, find Anna Conwell's interview. It's just, it was delightful it was to talk really to her. Good. She's yes. awesome. Yeah, she's super sweet. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Rachel. Listeners, be sure to follow Closed Door Romance on Instagram for clean romance recommendations and more info about Rachel's incredible database. It will be so nice to go to the library and not wonder what what is going to fit your needs <laughs> as a reader. You'll just be able to find something. So thanks again, Rachel. Yeah, no problem at all. I have to say, during that conversation, I realized that the subscription to Closed Door Romance is less than a cup of coffee, or in my case, a Diet Coke, per month, and that really put things in perspective for me. Yes, it went from, what a great idea, I'd love to check that out, but I'm not sure I should pay for it, to no-brainer. Truly genius. I love how Rachel has become such a voice for sweet romance and offered such a practical resource. Y'all be sure to check out Rachel's Instagram for great book recommendations and to learn more about her incredible database. And mark your calendars for the next episode where we will discuss Kate Watson's Strawberry Fields for Never. If you haven't read it, read it this week so you can give us your thoughts after you hear our discussion. Thanks for joining us on the Sweet Romance Podcast. Here's a shameless plug for my own sweet romance at carriemonet.com. Right now, you can get the audio edition of The Do's and Don'ts of Dating a Doppelganger for just $5. Yes, go read it. I might be biased because I edited it, but it's practically perfect. Get your own sweet romance polished to perfection by contacting Sarah Beth at sbediting.com. And come find us on Instagram for bonus content and more book recommendations. Now you can get back to reading. And so can we. We'll be right back. 